The following podcast gimmick has been paid for by Look at the Adjective. No competition, I don't really listen, I'm in the Blue Mole Sand, bumpy new edition. Hello and welcome to Look at the Adjective. We are not here to podcast. I mean, we are. We've put a lot of effort in this, to be fair. So, yeah, we are staying. <laughs> I am the big man, John Mack. And as always, I am joined by a man who belongs to the world. A man who has the XO factor. He is the beauty behind the madness. Starboy, Mark Crowther. <laughs> Hello, How are you doing, mate? That. I'm good, mate. How are you doing? Enjoyed your day did off, you, yeah? I am, mate. Did you, get, did you get all the references? Oh, yeah. Fully, fully aware of the references. Thanks for that. I'm all right. Intro though. bit as well. I did, yeah, of course I did. Good lad. Nothing, nothing passes me by. Yeah, I'm good. At, have you enjoyed your Monday off? I could tell you've had a Monday off because your intros are on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm on fire. I've had the heater on all day. Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, it's a I'm warm right, one. Man. Good stuff, mate. So what we're going to do, as always, it's a Monday. New position, but still the same old shit. It's cretin of the week. <laughs> it is that cretinous time of the week, boys. So, Mark, have you got one? Yeah, and I'm genuinely quite bored of talking about this at this point. And this, will, I'm, I promise, this will be the last time I talk about it. And we probably talk about it as a collective, unless some mm. crazy development happens. Um, I, I'm, I'm banking on some crazy development happening. <laughs> <laughs> but Matt Hardy, the fucking whimsical that he is, the cretin, the fucking dingleberry that he is, has had, had, had something to say. The whimsical. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I think it's no secret he's a, a bit of an arse licker, a twat. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a fair fair point as well. An arse licker of the elite, especially the young bucks. He's come out with a statement on his Extreme Life podcast. Extreme Life, fuck's yeah. sake. He's saying, I will say this right here and right now. Those guys, referring to the elite, did do anything wrong in this all-out situation regarding CM Punk. If anything, they were the victims. I'm telling you that from a first-person perspective. I was there. I witnessed it all. The dust has settled a little bit since he's made those initial comments. And he's then backtracked. A couple of days later, he said, oh, no, I didn't mean I was actually there in the incident. I just sort of was in and around the situation for months, bubbling over and all this proper backtracking. Mm. Little more, little just... Pussy, just completely backing out of it. He's probably been told, just shut the fuck up, mate. There's fucking illegal proceedings going on here, so just what you want about. One, there's no secret that Matt Hardy and the Hardy family in general has no love for CM Punk for no. years and years and years. So it's no shock to me whatsoever that he's completely back in the elite and he's best pals of him. And for some reason, he's constantly on telly, so he wants to keep that going. And just and in general, this whole situation, we were just talking about it the other day, weren't we? Just the, the whole the whole investigation, the situation, it's an absolute farce. Oh yeah, massively. I mean, the investigation's been one sided from what I've what I've seen. Well, it's an internal in- investigation from a third party, but nobody knows who the third party is. Yeah. Apparently, that that what she called Mega something, right, <laughs> yeah. who's like is like the right hand woman yeah. who deals with him at Fulham and the. Uh, Jacksonville Jackoffs or whatever they're called, <laughs> and all that shit. She she's been involved, but she's also involved on the sort of elite side of it, and and just just to put a 
my spin on the Matt Hardy thing, he is an he's a proper ass licker, but you tend to find yeah. the ones who are like nearing fifty or over fifty and want to keep their job and keep relevant do tend to ass lick. Yeah. Not mentioning no names, you know. <laughs> but yeah, it's been a complete farce. I mean, the biggest the biggest takeaway you get from that is they didn't even interview A Steele's wife who was in the fucking room at the time. Who yeah, witnessed I mean, it all? I mean that 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 to me just proves that they only really wanted one outcome from the investigation. From my opinion, um, yeah, because Punk's not Tony's friend. Yeah, Punk, and, Punk and, was and a guy the, that just drew him money. Yeah, but the thing is that, and everyone's going, "Well, look at all these stories." It's obviously proven that Punk's a bad guy. Punk is a bit of a dickhead. Let's not be on. Let's be fucking real. He's a bit of a penis, but. At least he's an upfront cunt, as uh, as yeah, yeah. famously said by people on kayfabe commentaries. These guys have been. It's it's no surprise that all the, all the little pals are getting the getting their fucking putting the two p in on the podcasts and the fucking dirt sheets and all this. Jericho and his little dirt sheet fucking website <laughs> podcast of that. It's just embarrassing, honestly, and I'm, I'm honestly sick to death of chatting about it. It's just so boring. Let's just let let's just move on now. Punk's obviously not coming back. They're, they're all going to come back, and that show is just going to just fade into mediocrity again, I'm afraid. It's turned into TNA already, hasn't it? It's like... Yeah, when you've got, Je- when you've got Jeff Jarrett turning up on telly in a prominent position, then... We'll get on to him in a minute. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. Jeff Jarrett is, yeah, a 50-odd-year-old Jeff Jarrett. Don't get me wrong, he's in good it. nick. He's in good nick for 50-odd, but Jesus, he's got no business fucking... Involved in a program with one of your top young stars, has he? Ain't he great? <laughs> I mean, I'll quote, I'll quote the late Mike Graham and just say, uh, "Broke a million guitars, never drew a fucking dime." <laughs> Not wrong, <laughs> but it just shows how Tony Khan runs a business. It's like he he just wanted to play Booker and have his own wrestling federation, right? Which you know, fair enough, he's got the money to do that. But he thought it was going to be as easy as writing names on a sheet of paper and oh these are dream matches they're all dream matches with people you've never heard of they're all dream matches yeah. and and he didn't take into consideration that a booker has to deal with the personalities of differing personalities different egos yeah, and, and, and levels clashes. there's always going to be clashes exactly. in the business like pro wrestling and the sad thing he just because he's watched a lot of wrestling just because he's read every copy of the fucking observer it doesn't mean he has any experience in the wrestling business. No. Me and you watch a lot of wrestling, or have watched a lot of wrestling. Not going to say we could book a fucking pro- promotion, are we? Let's be honest. Not for real. Only that no. daft internet one we used to do. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's it, Journey Wrestling. Cheap, cheap plug for them guys. But that was just a giggle. But I, I couldn't, do, I couldn't, I won't claim to do it. I'd get somebody who knows how to do it. Put meaningful things together, though. Didn't learn they? off them. Let's be honest. We certainly did. Well well-oiled <laughs> machine. But he's just he's just catering to people who tell him what he wants to hear and get in his ear and convince him that it's the way to go. And bless him, I'm sure he's a nice bloke, but he's a very fucking naive bloke. Well, I've, and... com- I've completely turned off the show now. I haven't watched it for weeks. I can't be bothered. No, I, just... I think it's turd. I mean, uh, it, for, for a while, it was on a good streak where you'd get, you'd get... 70 60 70% of the show was pretty good. You'd have good people, good matches, people with with genuine momentum and heat as well, you know, for people like MGF things like that. And now you turn it on it's just the same as it was when it started. It's just 
it's a bit it's WCW as fuck. Cold matches. TNA as fuck. Yeah, yeah, it's I mean it's it's one of them, isn't it? It's just uh, it's a shame because he had it he had it he had it there in his hand. He could he yeah. could have been he could have had, he had it. He had a mega star. He had a yeah. megastar. Right, Punk's come in. He's not there to make friends. He's there to take his shit seriously, make money, and grow the company, right? Whether anyone likes him or not, you can't argue that that's what he was there to do. And this stupid fucking, you know, trope of, well, you can't let any, you can't get people over if you beat them, which is bollocks. It's how you right. rest. It's, it's how you can get them over by beating them, trust me. You know, it's, just because Jericho's let a few people pin him don't mean he got them over. Just because the books let someone pin him don't mean he got them over. They got all their shits in first. Yeah. Put, you know what put, I mean? put, yeah. People, people say Punk had a shit year and all this, but he didn't. I don't care what anyone says. He, you can revise, you can have revise it as much as you want. It was a great return, great feuds, great matches, and it's a shame it's ended the way it has. But it's just the way it is. It's not. It's 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 all gone sour. It's not going to go back, is it? By the looks of it, I don't imagine he's going to be coming back with his tail between his legs. I think I don't no. see why he would. He doesn't need to. It's not like he needed to come back anyway. And he's got all the leverage anyway because whether this investigation found him at fault or not, he's going to have to get a sizable chunk to buy him out of his contract. And he's got all the leverage for a lawsuit anyway because they're fucking. You know, executives exactly. Yeah. They should have done what they did to stoke the fucking fires. I think. I think a lot of people forget that as well, though. They are in a position of genuine power in the company, and they're acting like that. People forget about that. They just assume they're pro wrestlers. They're not that kind. Of, they're not business people, are they? They're, they wanted an EVP title so they could try and book their own fucking shit, and they had power. They didn't look at it from a business point of view and a company point of view, and you know, they're dealing with major conglomerates on the TV side of things. They're dealing with, yeah. you know, all sorts of shit, sponsors and whatnot. And they didn't look at it from that point of view. It was just they just wanted a way to make sure they got themselves in prominent positions. Exactly, yeah. And they, they didn't give a second thought to the fucking stuff that comes with power, as they say, with great power comes great responsibility, and they took no responsibility for anything. And because they bosomed up to Tony and punk. Not necessarily. I, I don't think he like disliked or anything, but I don't think he licked his ass by any stretch of imagination. No. And and then Jericho, the weasel little cunt, fucking, no, he's just a fucking odd. dirt worst because he's gonna you're gonna he's gonna be there till he fucking dies that bastard because he's never gonna get that power in the WWE or anywhere else, is he? No. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair point to leave. It, actually, Jericho is an absolute prick. Uh, just just bored to death of it and. I've completely switched off from that company now. I haven't watched it for a long, long while, and that's because of all that. I just feel a bit like Ugh. the only good things in the company that, that I liked. One, MGF's getting fucked by turning babyface. He doesn't need to turn babyface right now. Yeah, because Jericho's convinced Khan that's the way to go with him. Yeah, yeah, because he's trying to kill his momentum, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Punk was the best thing on the show by some distance. Don't care what anyone says. FTR were the best tag team. They had all the momentum in the world. They never cashed in on it. And if and if push people who really weren't right to be pushed, and stifle people who had serious talent, powerhouse Hobbs, you could have worked. You could have done something with him. Ricky Starks. Starks. Yeah. Even at Darby least, Allen. Least... Even Darby Allen. He gets shafted every week. Well, he's he's not on everyone's the cup side of, tea, of things, but... isn't he? He's not everyone's cup no, of tea. But, but the, at least at least the acclaimed have got over off their own backs. So I give him that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's it. Billy Gunn's hotter than he's been since like nineteen ninety nine, maybe. All so he's just it. fucking himself. He's fifty nine years old and he looks like an Adonis. It's ridiculous. <laughs> all the all the power in the world to Billy Good. I've got a lot of time for him to bear. I quite like him. 
and it's and it's getting his kids over. Yeah, they're good as Slowly well. Slowly but surely, they will be fucking superb. Yeah, yeah. Have you got one for us as well? Yeah, it's it's it's, it's not the most cretinous thing he's ever done, but I thought it might might deserve a mention. <laughs> so there's a tweet tweet to uh, Mister Meltzer that said, if if Logan Paul isn't the rookie of the year, there is something wrong in the world. Mm. Now, obviously, Dave can't just say, yeah, he's the rookie of the year. Yeah. Because from what I can see... He looks pretty good, what, to be fair. Three matches, is it three matches he's had? Three he's, or four, I think. He's taken like this shit to a Dr. Water. He does that buckshot fucking lariat better than bleeding <laughs> page. So, Meltz has come back with, there is real stiff competition this year. Bron Breaker... Which you know, I'll give him that. Bron Breaker is is he's yeah. done more than Jake Paul to be fair in terms of. Is he not twenty twenty one or did he was he twenty two? Can't remember when he debuted. Oh whatever, but and Fujiwara in Dragon Gate. <laughs> oh yeah, him. <laughs> and then he says Hook qualifies as well. I don't think Hook's really done enough. Nah, not for me. Bron well, Breaker Fuji- and Jake Paul to be fair. But Fujiwara, you know, fucking hell, a big fan. Watched his all, all of his matches. I've no fucking clue who this guy is. And I tell you who else doesn't know who, who the fuck Fujiwara is. His old Maxwell Jacob Freeman, who's put underneath it. Dave, no one knows who the fuck. No one knows who the fuck's in Dragon Gate in America outside of you and a thousand randos. <laughs> That's brilliant. Oh man. It's true though, isn't it? Who the fuck watches Dragon Gate? AEW oh, fans. <laughs> God. I barely get a chance to watch Japan, and that's good. Do you know what I mean? Well, but for the most part, when Dax and Cash are on it, they're on it more than they're on fucking AEW. Yeah, that's a joke, that, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, Dave Meltzer is just a walking parody at this point, isn't he? He really is. Yeah, but I mean, his coverage of our previous topic that we've had is is so fucking one sided, and everybody knows it because he's already, you know, he knows he's got he's had everyone knows he's got Jericho whispering in his ear, and he knows he's got the other two fucking lots whispering in his ear because he's they're his boys. Yeah, but pe- the thing is though, people who use his word to to fit their narrative, and then they'll use it to go against it. Do you know what I mean? All the fans of the elite are going, "Oh my god, look what Meltzer said! It has to be true. It's got to be true. He's got all the sources." Yeah, but it's not- who were the sources coming from, though? Do you know what I mean? That's the thing. Well, exactly. And then, well, he won't get as much later because uh, Jericho's got his own dirt shit <laughs> yeah, now, hasn't Yeah, Jericho will be feeding his own uh, sources. <laughs> but, yeah, so, I, think, I think in total, it probably has to go to that investigation as a whole, doesn't it? Yeah, it's it's, it's Tony's investigation. Yeah, just embarrassing. Investigation room and also meeting room. <laughs> Silence, investigation in process. I mean, what's so, there's not Tony the, can investigate. What's the what's the outcome of the investigation? That's the thing. Do you know what I mean? There's been no one made it his business to to open everything up and be like the dirt sheet guy, the only guy who talks to the dirt sheets until something genuine actually happens, and then he's like, boom, stum. Yeah, there's just no transparency at all, is there? No, because it's not the narrative. It's stuff. That's why he's so fucking NDA happy, and he yeah. just like makes everyone sign NDAs. I hope, I hope CM Punk does not sign an NDA. Well, I this mean, is look, this is the sticking point for this buyout clause, isn't it? It's no compete and an NDA. I think I'd love to hear. Imagine going on or just doing his own podcast or or Cornet or something. 
I don't think he's got any ones anymore. I think he's been burnt twice. He's been burnt with that before, hasn't he, with Colt Cabana. And that yeah. fucking putting Colt Cabana with Jericho the other week. That was another thing. That wasn't a That's embarrassing. <laughs> that was embarrassing. You see the state top, of him coming out, crying. Top spot. Was he crying? He, yeah, came out, came out of the fucking aisle crying. Just embarrassing. Honestly, catering to this geezer. He's an absolute waste of time. It looks like he's had a good time at catering the fat cunt as well. <laughs> Honestly, what a joke. Why would anyone back this fucking loser over a, a, a genuine megastar? Because they don't like CM Punk. Who gives a fuck? He gives a fuck. Do you think a lot of people like John, Do you think a lot of people like John Cena? Do you think a lot of people like Hulk Hogan? No. That's just the business think, of it. I think Cena commands an amount of respect, whereas I think Hogan when he was rising to the gun. top, I bet he had a lot of people that were trying to get in his way. Mainly Helmsley. Yeah, couldn't see him though, could he? <laughs> I'm just so fucking bored of it. It's just it's just it's so su- it's become such a it was anyway, but it's so small time that company now. It really is. It really yeah, is. It is. It's embarrassing. It's like when an you... episode of fucking Emmerdale. <laughs> it's just it's terrible. It's isn't it? I might, might have statued him back into WWF if, if I want to watch any wrestling, although that might be a tall order. <laughs> I think we need to watch good old Nick Aldis on the fucking NWA. Yeah, apparently he's fucking off anyway. But well, from NWA, apparently, apparently so. Well, as 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 we stated before, some fucking needs to sign him because that guy is money. Yeah, he's he's solid gold, isn't he? That guy he really is. So the investigation, Tony Khan's wacky world, <laughs> is the cretin of the week as a whole. Yeah. So we move on to something that we enjoy talking about a little bit more, <laughs> but only a little bit. We'll see what he's been up to. It's another Woo Watch. Woo! So he's been quite quiet this week, old Richard. What's he been up to? He's not been on his usual madness that we've there's no bit there's been no adverts. There's been no weed based conventions and our nightclub, you know, encounters. But there is good news on the Woo Wings front. <laughs> oh, they're back. They've got new locations. <laughs> Charlotte, North Carolina, which surprises me. I thought that would be the first place. Yeah. Richmond Hill, Georgia, Nashville, Tennessee, <laughs> Concord, North Carolina, Brooklyn. He's he's expanded into into the big time. Mm. Brooklyn, Rochester, and NoHo, California. I don't know where that is. Obviously, it's <laughs> in California, but I've never heard of it. So he's yeah, he's uh, he's expanding his his business empire. Wow. The expansion of Woo Wings is happening faster than I thought it would. I know you can order it on Uber Eats and uh, Postmates, whatever Postmates is. We don't have that over here, I don't think. <laughs> Uber Eats. Do you want some Woo Wings? Yeah. Figure four wings. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Get some of them bad boys in. <laughs> and then, then he toddled on through the week and he decided to uh, put Jeff Jarrett's AEW debut over by making it about himself. And. <laughs> He's put a picture of him in his purple T-shirt trunks combo and his last match being held and Jarrett whacking him with a guitar, but he's, he's ducked and clocked the other fella. And he's put, after what happened in July, at least he managed to hit his target this time around. Woo! <laughs> Rick, I'm surprised Rick even remembers what happened in that match. He was that fucked. I didn't realise that the ring, the ring apron, like the ring mat, Instead of having like the promotion's name on it, it just said Ric Flair's last match on the actual ring mat. Yeah. <laughs> For fuck's sake. 
He's also been uh, bigging himself up a lot this week. He's been putting 40 to 45-year-old photos of him on Twitter saying uh, it's one of him with his long, luscious locks saying the best thing going today, actually, ever, woo. <laughs> That's Hogan's also, line, isn't it? <laughs> the best thing going like, today. Like, well, he didn't say like it or not, you see. <laughs> and then he's put another one of him brushing his hair in the mirror like a like a real champ. <laughs> and it just says, the reflection of greatness. Woo! <laughs> At least he's not lost that ego of his. <laughs> no. And then his final his final little bit was, um, have you ever heard of a rapper called Takeoff? Yeah, he passed away, I think. Uh... Well, he landed this week <laughs> on the ground in Houston. So I've looked into this, and there's a fucking video of him with his head blown off on a mm. pavement. Lovely. What? It just, what? There's a video so of Rick, off. Yeah, he's he, with his head took off. Right. And Ric Flair, the original gangster, <laughs> you know, wanted to say goodbye to his homeboy from, from the hood because, you know, he's so hood. And he's just put a picture of him saying, rest in peace, take off. Picture of him and take off with Charlotte and somebody else from the Migos family. Oh yeah. So he's 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 loving the hip hop now. After after Ric Flair drip, he's like, What's this new music I've heard? Yeah, he can't. He's get only been going for 40 years, Rick, 40 plus years. <laughs> he cannot right. get enough of it because he thinks these are the guys that are gonna buy his weed off him. Yeah, he's he's trying to corner the market, isn't he? Smart. Entrepreneur that he is, <laughs> Mike, Mike Tyson's whispering in his ear. We'll go. We're going to Rufy's next. We're going to Row Hip now next. That's how, I got, that's how I got my conviction. But it turns out, old Takeoff has joined that illustrious Tyson Flair club of having sexual allegations against him. So mm, right. we all stick together. <laughs> so it's been a it's been a bit of a quiet one, but in terms of his, his endorsements, but he has had he's had an action packed week as old Richard. Just, yeah. just not a funny one. <laughs> no, no promotional, no, no adverts, which is a shame. No, well, I'm sure no, they won't no, be far away. No Viagra. No, <laughs> he's had, he's had, a, he's had a softy all week. <laughs> oh dear, he's always got. However, pipeline though, hasn't he? He certainly is. But like I said, his pipeline's been flaccid all week. <laughs> 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 but on on a lighter note. He's back on Nitro this week. Yeah. We are from Mankato, Minnesota. 21st of October, Savage. Well, Savage has got to have a lot on his mind. I mean, look at the spiel 
that Miss Elizabeth gave him. We're going to take a look at it, Tony, but listen, macho man. Do not give her your checkbook. Do not give her your charge cards. She is your ex-wife. I mean, do you think she does not want to ruin your life again? Well, I tell you, if you go back and take a look at what happened... The Macho Man left the arena last week, did not even compete in his matchup. And I tell you, Larry, she sounded very sincere. I believe that this lady is sincere, but I wonder about the timing. The Macho Man in six days at Slim Jim's Halloween Havoc, the most important match, not only in the career of this great athlete, but the most important match in WCW history. She looked sincere, but timing is everything. Timing is everything in the execution of moves and the science of wrestling. Time, Tony, is a strong force. Time can level mountains, but WCW is running out of time. We need a leader. We go to the ring, the opening bout this week on so uh, it's the go-home show for Halloween Havoc. It's been a long old build, this. Feels like it's been, what is it, six weeks, six shows, of six Nitros before we get to the pay-per-view, which is quite long. Pretty um, much, yeah. It feels like it's been longer than that somehow. So it, as you said, we're live from Minnesota. Minnesota. Larry and, uh, <laughs> Larry and uh, Tony, as usual, starting us off. The main talking point is obviously the Liz sort of love letter to Macho last week, the love video or whatever. And Larry was like, Liz is just trying to ruin Macho man's life once again. She's already done it once. Let's, she's trying to do it again. But then Tony has the typical baby face that he is. I think she's sincere and he believes her. He thinks she's really sincere as he tends to do. And then they sort of show a little recap of it. Any thoughts on that? Pretty standard for what they normally do in it. The big talking point. I mean, Larry was wearing a very understated shit shirt this week. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, wasn't quite as loud. Wasn't his usual obnoxious eyesore. <laughs> Obviously, he's going on about Liz saying he's going to ruin his life, and he's like, don't give her your checkbook, don't give her your charge cards. You know, like, <laughs> the only thing that women are interested in is money, apparently, according to Larry. He's definitely had some bitter divorces, hasn't he? Oh, yeah. He's the most angry, misogynistic man. Slightly racist as well. Like proper gammon, at, proper yeah, gammon. He's, he's Brexit as fuck, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he is, he is Farage in a shitter shirt. <laughs> yeah, he's got some serious demons in his past, the Bisco, he really does. Yeah, so they sort of wrap that up and then we get um, on paper. Good Something match. that I was quite excited about. Although, yeah. Tony does say that the Savage Hogan match is the most important match in WCW history, but... I'm That's swearing every month. that every week, every month. Every yeah. month, every week, the pay-per-views are the most important <laughs> pay-per-views. Everything is... The biggest night in our sport. That's one of his favourites, that. <laughs> that, that, is, that is on his tombstone. I mean, he's not dead yet, but... Well... May as well be. He's crossed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I don't mind him that much. We don't, we, we don't wish harm to come to him. No, we just no, wish, you know, he didn't him. talk very much. <laughs> so it's Bobby Eaton, and he's, he's, he's completely gone from the Blue Bloods. Completely gone. He's yeah, got his he's, own he's, new music, some very interesting tights. He's back to his normal mulleted self, isn't he? Yeah, but he's taken on the upstart, the man that is such a prick in this day and age, but we have to sort of appreciate what he once was, Mr. Chris Jericho, who, as he tends to do, gets a good ovation again from the crowd. Yeah, the crowd he does, yeah, uber babyface. Crowd seems to be getting into him a bit, don't they? Tony makes it known that Sting is in the building tonight. Um, oh, Wooden Top 2's back. <laughs> and then there's also a sort of cut to the crowd. Uh, I think it was Bogus... It, yeah, it was Bogus Sting, NWO Sting, whatever you want to call him, and uh, and Six Waltman in the NWO sort of 
box, I suppose, was it? I, I don't know. Yeah, he had a video camera. Yeah, they were they were saying he was scouting, which I thought was quite good actually. Well, he does he does he does like to film old Sean Waltman. Do you remember that porno <laughs> we did with China? <laughs> what was it? Backdoor to China or something? <laughs> one, one night in China. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure if he had one night in China, he'd end up at the fucking US embassy being deported <laughs> swiftly. <laughs> and then, and then they announced very out of the blue that Waltman's going against Jericho at the pay per view. Which, when you when you think about it, it makes perfect Could sense. Be good, match. yeah, yeah, makes perfect sense. Just no, very there's absolutely no build to it apart from this match here, which is a shame. Yeah, but bit, bit of a sh- weak build. Yeah, but I'm sure it will be a decent match. Be the, I think well, that'll be the first, well, sort of first proper match six has had, wasn't it? Yeah, he did that one. He did that very short where match. He took over, and he, I think he was against Duggan, wasn't he? And I think yeah, the Giants did most of the work. Seconds yeah. away, didn't he? What do you reckon to this match then? Because, you know, tend to get a nice opener for Nitro the last few weeks. Yeah, it's usually bookended by yeah. decent opener and then the fucking NWO. <laughs> <laughs> We get a bit of Nicky P as well, which is always nice. Yeah, still selling that neck big time. Selling it like Cornet. <laughs> lock up and struggle, and it was a really nice struggle to it. I mean, Bobby Bobby Eaton's lock ups are fucking class anyway. Yeah, nice and stiff. Headlock by Jericho, shoulder leapfrog. Jer- Jericho flips out of a back suplex and drop kicks Eaton, gets the shoulder again. Gets him in a half surfboard, which was quite nice. There's a bit of a botchy setup for a slam, but Eaton, ever the pro, makes it work. Yeah, that and he was, gets two. Yeah. Sort you meant there, yeah. It just, yeah, it looks a bit like they, they both missed the cue kind of thing, but pulled it back at the last. They made minute, it work, you know? didn't they? In a way, yeah. Yeah. Bobby works the arm and he trade holds. A wheel kick by Jericho sends Bobby out to the apron, and he gets a springboard drop kick on him, which was nice. Patrick is great holding his neck as he's counting than being outside. So even just moving his arm. Oh, 100%, mate. He is <laughs> full on. I bet he wears it at home and doesn't tell his kids <laughs> that he's plugging it. That kind of level of committed. Bobby guillotines Jericho the top rope and takes over. It's a back elbow for two. He absolutely mauls him and works the arm of Jericho, like really, like viciously works it. I love yeah, it. Doesn't just fucking, fucking half arse it. He literally works it. Don't Wall Street it. No, no, that, that's the word I was looking for. <laughs> Have you noticed, just just, just a quick aside, when people talk about Bray Wyatt, right, they don't go, oh, he's the son of Mike Rotunda, they always go, he's the, he's the nephew of Barry Windham and the grandson of Black Jack Mulligan. No rightfully, fucking mentions. Rightfully so, rightfully <laughs> yeah, so. They've, they've seen his we'll chin box. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about the talented members of his family. <laughs> he's, uh, he's pushing his face down, like, he's, well, as he's taking the arm, and he's, like, pushing his face away, like, Mole in his face, which I thought was a nice touch. Six is pricking about in the crowd. Make some noise. That kind of shit. <laughs> Jericho fights out of an arm bar with punches and they're both down. Bobby's posted but moves and Jericho elbows it. Yeah, backdrops Bobby on the concrete then. The back in. Bobby pops out that beautiful swinging neck breaker. Love yeah, it's it. It's poetry in motion, that isn't it. I thought it was nineteen eighty six again. <laughs> Up top Jericho tries to get him down. But Bobby forces Jericho off and drops that absolute beautiful flying knee for two, but he only got the shoulder, which made sense because he'd been working his arm. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't only, that wasn't a mistake. That was intentional, wasn't it? Yeah, Bobby Bobby Eaton is is top class. I mean, yeah. he's never gonna be a megastar in terms of singles wrestler. 
It's good he for the well role, though, isn't he? Yeah, of course he is. He worked, he worked phenomenally in the tag team because he had a mouthpiece, do you know what I mean? But um, he's, he's just a consummate professional, you know, he's quality. And again, like on Mick Foley levels of nicest guy in wrestling, yeah. uh, it was a kick by Jericho and then a missile drop kick for free. I thought it was a nice, solid, decent TV match. Yeah, I concur. It was fun. I like Bobby Eaton in that sort of position. Like you say, he's not going to be a fucking star, is he, or anything like that, nor, nor would he say probably should be at this point of his career, I think. But in, in a type of match like that, a nice competitive match to get a young guy over like Jericho, that's how you get someone over, isn't it? I think Jericho just yeah. completely forgot the sort of people he was working with in his early part of his career and just forgot how you do it. Because that's Definitely. how you get, get a young talent over. But don't make yourself look stupid. You, you you give yourself enough and you give them, you know, the, the, the rubber of the match. They've got like Brad Armstrong and Bobby Eaton, who are two of the best workers in the company, technically, really, they are. But I think Brad would have been a better babyface singles than, yeah. than Bobby if he was in like a territory. But mm. I think they're both superb people to have in on your roster to get to get young talent. You you get a young guy in you've got you you think's a bit you know, green, but you see something in him, you stick him in one of them two, he's only going to learn, isn't he? Oh, God. And he'll get get him over, like, constantly. Yeah. Jericho's so impressive as well. You've got to say, some of the stuff he's doing at this point in his career, just, like, you've got to to tip your hat to him, just, you know, some of the drop kicks and the, you know, the the spinning, you know, wheel kicks and stuff like that. It was quite, quite innovative at the time. Maybe not so much now, obviously, but Still, in Amer- I think in America, yeah, I think because I think he'd been to Mexico and Japan, which probably was commonplace. It's just I think he was one of that batch of first people who sort of came yeah, over. I think he's probably Owen one of the Hart, first, maybe it's one of the first sort of North America. I know he's gonna eat like North American wrestlers that was doing it as well, rather than you know the Lucha and stuff like that. Yeah, first person I saw really doing them wheel kicks and stuff was like Owen Hart, yeah, maybe a couple of years earlier, but. Jericho was a huge Owen Hart fan, so yeah, well, that, maybe that's that sort of done thing. it. But we get a bit more Jericho. Tony's down doing the interviews this week. Um, they're obviously God. They're having to fill in with Gene not being there, so that everyone's having to take it. I know contract oh. dispute in uh, Gene, politician. <laughs> All right, Larry. Thanks a lot, Chris. Take a breather here, if you will, because you really earned that one. Earned it in the spike. That the NWO watching along, he had the video camera, six up there, there he is still there right now with the bogus ding. They always come out, they always make a show, but I think they got a good eyeful of what you're about tonight. You know what, Tony? It's a coincidence that six is watching, because it's only six days until Halloween Havoc. NWO, never beaten, never tied, never given a run for their money. Six in Las Vegas. You're coming out with a loss. I'm coming out with a victory. And NWO, first rung of the ladder is climbed. WNWO, WCW, we'll see who the better man is. Are you ready, Six? Because I am. you got to admire this young man's character. Chris Jericho ready for Six. Tony asks him about, you know, Halloween Havoc coming up and Jericho says it's a coincidence that Six is watching because it's only six days till Halloween Havoc for their match. Bit of a tenuous link, that. <laughs> yeah, slightly. He fluffed his promo a bit, to be fair to him. You can tell he's very green on the mic still at this point, can't he, you? He pulled it back a bit, though. He sort of lost it halfway through, did he? But then he sort of he, he found it again. 
you can tell he you can tell he's still not very as comfortable as he becomes obviously as he you know becomes one of the best on the mic going doesn't he but he's obviously still trying to find that personality i think but yeah not too bad overall a pretty good opening 10 to 15 minutes wasn't it yeah and he's he's, he's getting over as well jericho i mean he's getting yeah. getting good reactions every time he's out and then we get a, a Rey Mysterio package with woeful Jeremy Clarkson music, and I don't know why. <laughs> the one time they could have done with some like Mexican flair music, they don't use it. <laughs> when he comes out, he needs to. He's got. I mean, he's got dreadful music for his entrance anyway. In terms of him, yeah, his music don't just fit doesn't at suit all. him. You need, I'm not saying like give him like the Hoovenstead fucking, you know, mariachi, mariachi shit. <laughs> I mean, just give him something a bit more upbeat. Not like, Give like a hip-hop tune or something, just like, like a very basic rap song or something. I don't know, yeah. just just a more fitting. Well, speaking of hip hop, we get a super callow without his mask on next. Is that how it was? Yeah, did you not know? Shut up, <laughs> it's not. I was gonna say, it didn't Do you know who it is. Like, no, I had no, yeah. I, I, I had no idea who Jimmy Graffiti was. Jimmy... <laughs> Enlighten me, please. Jim, Jimmy Graffiti is a uh, gigolo Jimmy Del Rey. Formerly of the Heavenly Bodies, managed by Cornet, Smoky Mountain Tag Champs. So he's not fucking shit then? No, he's definitely not shit. There's a corky match that I'd love for me and you to watch, actually. Steiners versus the Heavenly Bodies, SummerSlam 93, I do believe it is. But yeah, and he he looked, but he, I don't know why he's come out like that. He looks what like he's... That's like... He looks like he works at a youth club and he's trying to fit in, do you know what I mean? <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm cool. I'm hip. I'm with it. Oh, dear. But um, it's Jimmy Graffiti. What a name, by the way. Versus um, the man of a thousand holds, D Malenko, who is back on the regular TV screen for us at the minute, which I'm enjoying. And he's still got the mask in hand, as he sort of has done for the last three or four weeks. I like that storyline, though. It's very subtle, isn't it? Yeah, and I think it's a lot of foreshadowing as well because I've got um, I've got a sneaking feeling it's going to be a factor in the match. Do you know, I, I don't know why, I just feel like... Yeah, possibly. Maybe he's going to focus on the, ma- the mask too much or something like that, try and get it off again. And get beat, one of yeah. them, yeah. It um, looks like his waistcoat shrunk in the wash, though. <laughs> it was up here. <laughs> <laughs> he's still he's he's not changed his gear once, has he? He's so like regimented. Yeah, you know he's like an army, he looks like an army kid, doesn't he? Black trunks, foul one thousand on the back. <laughs> um, but it's so good to see him on the tel- on the in, in matches almost every week again. We we didn't see him for a while, did we? That was the that was one of the big problems with Nitro for a while. I found. Well, it was it took a while for him to learn that thousandth hole, didn't it? He used to have nine 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 on the back of his top. <laughs> And he didn't like that because people thought it was a devil worship because they looked at him upside down. So, <laughs> um, so I, I was absolutely no idea who this Jimmy Graffiti geezer was, so I didn't know what to expect. Ignore was... the, the 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 name and the fucking clothes. I tried, yeah, I did. I did. That, that was what I was trying to do because I was I was thinking. I'm sure you'll have a you might have a clue who he was. It's just a classic Dean Malenko match, though. I find. Not I say classic, but like it very much his style. It wasn't obviously on the, the level of like the Ray match or anything like that. But no, um, you get that sort of early struggle, the stalemate. Who's going to get the upper hand? But then Dean always he always treat he always tends to find like the way to get on top, like with 
focusing on the vertical base, like so holds and stuff like that. But then you get a, a nice little bit of a comeback from old Jimmy Graffiti. Gets a little two count from a sit down power bomb. He also gets whips in a nice little sidekick as well. Another one of those bad boys coming out. Two count for that. But then Dean's a, he Dean's able to sort of create some separation. He does that really nice move where he sort of pulls he pulls Graffiti into the turnbuckle, which I quite like. Yeah, it's always like that way. sort of that desperation move. I quite like that. And for some reason, NWO stings recording the match. I don't know what he's got to do with this match. Just random that. It just sums that guy up. He's just fucking useless, isn't he? Like, why would you... Re- yeah. This has got nothing to do with the NWO of this match. No, um, it's genuinely pointless. Beautiful side, sort of backside suplex by Dean for two. I thought that could have been the finish, to be fair. He sort of... And then Malenko starts to change his style up because he's the sort of... He's not been able to get the job done, so he gets a bit more aggressive, a bit more urgency to his offence, which was good. Stunning vertical suplex by Dean. Oh, um, beautiful. Just absolutely stunning as usual from him. Little bit of a messy spot on the outs when the both men were going over the top ropes, I found. And I don't know if it was just me. I don't know if you spotted Dean. I could tell there was a bit of frustration in his eyes as well. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. I think he noticed that that was a bit of a fuck up. I don't know if it was his fault or just a just a bit of a amalgamation of both of them. Or, But, I mean, I found it a bit like the... The, bit, the spot with Eaton and Jericho where they sort of pulled it back, it wasn't super yeah. noticeable unless you were, you know, analyzing it like we are. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know, yeah, because they, they, they sort of he, he got over it quickly and he got back on the, the offense. And then, sort of, Jimmy Griffith, Jimmy gets a bit more offense, and then this was a really nice finish. I thought he sort of went up top, tried to go for almost a sort of straight sort of missile drop kick, yeah, but then Dean catches him into the Cloverleaf. Really like that finish. I, I don't know why, I just like sort of innovative, like things like that, when he catches one in a submission or a finisher or whatever. Gets gets the win by submission. Dean's rolling on towards Halloween Havoc. I thought it was an I thought it was a decent, again, another decent TV match. What did you reckon? I thought it was really good. I thought it was better than the opener. I thought... Yeah, it, it was definitely just, was better than the opener, yeah. I just thought it was superb. You know, you, you know, you know what you're going to get with Dean Malenko. You know, you're going to get quality all the time. And I know, and I know, Jimmy Delray, Jimmy Graffiti can go, and he's a decent worker. So when I saw that and I twigged it with him, I was like, "Oh, this could be mm. fucking good." And it's it's good booking because he's putting in with guys that he knows can get, you know, can work with him. Yeah, not putting, no him, in putting with, him in with Hugh like Morris. Him in with like when we put him in with Disco stuff oh, like geez. that. That's long gone. That he's been in with decent people recently. I know. He still pulled it out of disco though, which is which was astounding to us. But I think he could probably pull a decent match out of me, and I've never stepped foot in a fucking wrestling ring. <laughs> He's that good because yeah, you you just have to go with him and just you know he, he'll just put you wherever he needs to put you. Yeah, that's at the it. end of the day, he's just quality, isn't he. But he also sort of again he continues <laughs> that sort of <laughs> he continues that um, sort of camera. There's not, there's not been, there's barely been any interaction between them, if any at all, between him and Ray. But there's always been that lingering thing, you know. He, he speaks into the camera, or Ray speaks into the camera to Dean. It's been happening for months, and you've always. I think the only like, interaction was when he robbed his mask on the Saturday show. Yeah, I think that was the only time, wasn't it? And he's sort of, he's so determined to be the champion again. I just love that, that professional, like. There's nothing that's going to stop me from doing it. I know he probably he maybe doesn't win, but I just love that mindset of Malenko at the minute in this sort of that sort of feud that's bubbling away. 
I like the I like the subtlety of the the mask where the only thing that's going to beat Dean is, is is himself by the distraction of the mask. Yeah, it's a good it's a good nuance. It's a little bit <laughs> nuance. Of nuance. Yeah. <laughs> so then we get a, a Halloween Havoc promo, and then we get a promo for the Saturday show as well, and then we get a personal favorite of ours. He's back, sexy Rudy Voller, or Diamond <laughs> Dallas Page versus a guy that you know we thought we could get into at a point. Yeah, very <laughs> rarely see him. Yeah, he's he's rare as rocking or shit these days. It's uh, Sergeant Craig Pitbull Pitman with uh, the rotund Mr. Teddy Long. <laughs> the rotund. Um, did you hear? Um, did you hear Larry Zabisco channeling Helmsley? He said that. Um, he said that DDP has a nice snap. Snap. <laughs> I, missed, I missed that. <laughs> I was thinking to myself, you know, when 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 uh, Pittman came out, why the fuck is he getting pyro? <laughs> yeah, it was a bit mad. You wonder he, why he actually got he went under when people like Pittman are getting pyro. <laughs> uh, I like it. Need some need some pyro for uh, Craig Pittman. I need a Pink Floyd concert for five hundred quid. <laughs> puff whiz, puff whiz, bang! <laughs> <laughs> now you can't. <laughs> yeah, I just found it a bit odd. Like, I, I like Pitman, but he's he's mid card as fucking he, if not lower mid card. So, why is he getting pyro? <laughs> I have no idea. And then you get someone like the other week when Harlem Heat were in the ring and yeah. they are stars. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's it. It's so that's strange. Weird. <laughs> you, you just knew that was going to be some tomfoolery going on, though, didn't you? With Nicky Patrick, yeah, <laughs> Nicky Patrick's ref. Yeah. <laughs> you knew there was going to be something going on towards the end. But um, what do you reckon to this one? I love the pure charisma and Bret Hart gear of Page. Yeah, it was, and then the, he gets a little package as well, just putting over how devastating the diamond cutter is, which I thought yeah. was cool. That was nice. Page jump starts it viciously. He's choking on the rope. He knocks Teddy off the apron. Side knees, clotheslines, crotch elbow, which was, you know, a bit of a DQE move, but never mind. Mm, yeah. He gets him in a pile driver, but no. He ends up giving it modified styles clash. Yeah. He got him wow. in a pile driver and just dropped him on his face. It was fucking great. It's, it's, he, he, that guy doesn't get enough, anywhere near as enough credit for his innovation and his moves. He really does. Well, I was scouring the internet for a paid shirt the other day. I, like, <laughs> I want I one as well. Need a, and I found the site. Don't worry, it's, you can get you can get an Arn Anderson shirt, you can get a Steiner yeah. shirt. Four horsemen. Can you get a horseman shirt? Yeah, you can get a horseman shirt. It's filthy. I need to get on this website. <laughs> you get a Mongo climbing up the uh, climbing up <laughs> climbing up the rope shirt. You can. <laughs> there, there should be a Mongo and a briefcase gimmick shirt, shouldn't there? <laughs> yeah. I want. I want. I want a Hooventu Guerrero falling over the step shirt. <laughs> Oh dear, yeah, I'd love to get up, get all, get my hands on a DDP shirt. That'd be awesome. But after after he drops that beautiful modified Styles Clash, he covers and he gets thrown onto Nicky Patrick, who sells his back like he's fucking dying. It's brilliant. brilliant. So good. So now he's doubled up with with neck and back. I was waiting for his puss in his crack. <laughs> 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 That's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. news. 
Oh, he's he goes so to the... funny though, isn't he? He's so funny, Nick Patrick. He's fucking brilliant. I love him to death. They go to the floor, but Paige milks it and gets arm posted. Big uppercuts by Pittman, and he gets the cold red arm bar on him. Yeah. But Long's distracting the ref when his yeah, guy's what winning. About? What's that about? I didn't get that. It made no sense. Fo- was it was it was the whole part of it? He was just too focused on his like his little feud that he has with Nick Patrick that he wasn't focusing Possibly. on his guy. One of them, possibly, but it wasn't. It wasn't very clear. No, they didn't make it that clear because it's not like Nick Patrick had done anything at that point, has it? Do you know what I mean? It's not like he'd done anything dodgy. No, not really. Apart from just selling everything that aches <laughs> on his body, needs a radox buff. Um, Page clearly submits, but there's no ref, and then he finally gets to the ropes. So Patrick turns around, breaks it, and then bang, diamond cutter free. Yeah, <laughs> Straight out of nowhere. I thought it was all the right, obligatory. Uh, Long and Page, uh, Long and Patrick argument. <laughs> just handbags at dawn, isn't it? Between them two, yeah, it's, so <laughs> it's really funny. I thought this was a fun little segment. To be fair, I thought it was really funny. And you, you know, DDP and Pittman, you, you know, they're gonna have an all right little match. But the, the whole, the whole star of it was Nick Patrick again, <laughs> which is hard to do when you've got Page in the ring because that guy's yeah. all your focus is usually on Page because he's so charismatic. But yeah. Nicky Patrick, man, honestly, I see. I didn't watch. I didn't really pay much attention to him when I watched this originally because it was like twelve, thirteen. Yeah. And when he came into the WWF after the invasion, and he had that shitty feud with Hebner, it was like this is wank. Ninety six, <laughs> Nick Patrick is fucking quality genius. <laughs> he really is. <laughs> and then they spoil us, and they give us a Nicky Nicky Patrick promo again. Corker of a promo as well. Love it. Brilliant promo. All right, Larry, thanks a lot, Nick. Uh, with a bad neck and now a bad lower back, I'm not so sure how you can perform. Do you realize that Diamond Dallas gave up just a few seconds ago? Do you realize that? I didn't hear him give up. I turned around, I saw the man had made it to the ropes. Now, if Teddy Long would have stayed in his corner, perhaps I could have paid a little bit more of attention to what was going on, but he insists on jumping up and down the apron and running around ringside. Okay, let me say this. Second week in a row now, NWO Saturday night, it is very obvious to me and to the fans that you are the man behind the mask. You are the NWO referee. I am not the NWO referee. I'm in twice the shape that man is. That has to be Randy Anderson, and I don't like your accusations. You know what happened to the last announcer that come out here and started hurling accusations at me. Tony's sort of questioning how we can ref with, you know, he's got a new injury now. He's not just got the neck, he's got the back as well. But he's saying he, he, he was clearly submitting and he's like, well, that was Teddy Long's fault. And it rightly was. It was Teddy yeah. Long's fault. That Hang on. It. He said if Teddy hadn't been on the on the ring apron, he would have seen it. Um, exactly. He makes very good points. <laughs> um, and then uh, Tony's shoving more accusations of him being the NWO ref. We know he's the NWO ref. But the way Nick Patrick just plays off it is so good. And he's like, yeah, there's, I, I mean, what, what has he said? He said it again. I, said, I think he said it the other week. Didn't I mean, he? He said, I twice mean, as better shape than him. <laughs> and definitely then he, Randy Anderson. And then he's saying, you know, um, you need to be careful, carry on and saying stuff like this. Otherwise, you can, you know, it's going to happen. Not happen to the last uh, interview guy. So he's exactly. always he's basically saying, fuck off. I got rid of Gene, mate. You're next. <laughs> I, just think he, I think he's really good and he's one of the most consistent things on the show which is so weird considering he's a ref <laughs> yeah it's it's odd but I'll I'll take anything at the moment considering <laughs> how lame the NWO has been for the last 
sort of month. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just taking whatever gold is given to me at the moment and running with it. That's it, yeah. Then um, we get a recap attack on on a recap of the attack on Flair, yeah, and the theft of his belt, and then we get a recap of Jeff Jarrett's State of the Union address where you'll respect me, you respect Jeff Jarrett, and all that, right? <laughs> and then because clearly Jeff is facing the giant at Halloween Havoc, he has to face Ron Studd on Nitro. It's literally the go-to, isn't it? I think it's yeah. happened the last three pay-per-views. Whoever's facing the giant, they go against yep. Ron Studd. Old uh, T Rex arms. <laughs> it's just, it's the most, it's the most transparent booking ever, isn't it? It's ridiculous. You could have called it really. We should have predicted it last week. Jarrett comes out in that fucking gear again. There's a big tea stain down the middle bit of his. Uh, did you see? Did you see how brown it was? Like he's he's wearing this white gear, and there's a big brown stain right down the middle of it. <laughs> I think he's that's his brew. That. He probably has. Yeah, uh, um, spilt his brew. He gets a good reception. To be fair, Jarrett. To be fair to him, not a, not a, not on a talent level, but not bad. And Flair's arriving. We didn't. I didn't expect that. I didn't expect to see him. To be fair, no, I didn't. Suited um, and booted. And then we get a very strange little two or three minutes after this. Oh, um, God. It was basically a strut off. Yeah, they just needed <laughs> they needed blacket officiating. <laughs> it was it was a bit odd, wasn't it? It was a bit like it was it was, it was like Flair going. <laughs> Doing my gear, you're doing my shtick. We'll see what happens, son. Um, it was genuinely horrific, man. It was, it was, it was bad, boring, wasn't it? It was really boring, it was lame as fuck. Uh, and then they go face to face and shake hands, so it was a bit pointless, really. Flair wins, obviously, because he's clearly the best strutter. <laughs> yeah, but they both look like tits, don't they? Let's be honest. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Then the match gets underway, and Jarrett sort of starts it on fire. Big old Ron Stutt gets him up in like a double choke and just sort of dumps him on the ground. Pretty shit, really. Jarrett gets him up for a suplex for a pretty decent pop, to be fair. Um, yeah, I'll give him that because fuck knows how he did that. Yeah, that was quite impressive. He sort of struggles, which just makes sense, to get the figure four in. He eventually gets it locked in and an old big Ron Stud taps out um, with his little arms. Pretty, <laughs> short, pretty, pretty much the exact same match that I think whoever else has faced the giant is just, yeah. let's just show shit. that they can beat a big guy. That's it, really. Um, it was utter shit. It was woeful, <laughs> pointless, and a waste of flair who's been off to TV for three weeks. Yeah. But then I thought they brought it back a little bit with a promo pack, promo afterwards, I thought. Yeah, but I think I think we need a new nickname for Ron Stud first. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> I'm going to start calling him Nemo because he's got the little fin. <laughs> Has he lost his parents? <laughs> oh no, his his, his mum died. Nemo, didn't she? His, his dad, his dad was his dad. It was only his dad. He was a single parent family, single fish family. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I'm happy the only reason watch. I know that is because I've had to watch that for the last you know six months every Saturday for King Morning. So next um, time we see him, the week before the next pay per view, when the Giants' opponents are healed, we'll, we'll call him that. <laughs> Old Nemo arms. <laughs> I quite liked Jarrett's part in this. To be fair, you know, I'll give I did after he it. strutted in like a cunt. <laughs> I'll let that off. Yeah, come on, strut on through here, Jeff Jarrett. I know you realize the importance of your first big matchup in WCW coming up against the Giant. 
We're inside a week, six days and counting. The big bad giant. Oh, yeah. Well, it's time for Jeff Jarrett to put up or shut up. It's time for WCW to start playing some offense instead of all defense. It's time for everyone who's ever watched Ric Flair, who respects Flair, who respects WCW, to start being the hunters instead of the hunted. And Halloween Havoc, he's taking Hall and Nash out. Savage is taking Hollywood out. And Giant, I got a big bullseye right on your leg. That's right, I'm telling you. I'm putting a figure four on you. And you may be thinking, you're gonna choke slam me. You've choke slammed them all, but you had choke slammed Jeff Chair. And I guarantee you, you won't do it in Havoc. How about it, Nature Boy? Rick Flair, it's good to see you out here. We gotta have him silent here for a minute, because I want the NWO to hear every word comes out of my mouth tonight. Last week, I sat home and I saw a man stand up and talk good about Ric Flair. That don't happen a lot. In our sport, we don't cry. We don't ask for forgiveness. We just keep on keeping on. Now, you know what? Sometimes we get so good at what we do in life then we take everything for granted. So the NWO, I'm gonna tip my hat off to you. You outsmarted the horsemen, you outflanked us, and worst of all, you played the game dirtier. And thus far, you've won. But starting Sunday night, when I get off that operating table and go to Las Vegas to stand in Jeff Jarrett's corner, everybody in the NWO, remember, for every ounce of blood, for every stitch I take, the day I can get back in that ring, along with a man like Jeff Jarrett and the horsemen, we will kick the NWO's ass. in Vegas, side by side, all night long. Oh, yes. Back with more live on Nitro. How about this? He said, uh, he said something that we've been saying for weeks on, on review. He's saying that WCW need to start playing some fucking offense. Yeah, a bit of hunters, not the hunted, yeah. Good line. thought that was pretty good. Got other matches, it too. Put over other matches as well in his promo, you know. I'll give him that. Yeah, I thought it was all right. Uh, he said WCW going to sort of take take NWO to task at Halloween Havoc. You know, he's saying Savage is going to win. He's going to win. He wants to say Harlem Heat's going to win. Defiance for WCW, which I thought was quite good. And he said that there's a target on the Giants' legs for the figure four, and he's going to get it. You know, he's going to hit the target at pay-per-view. Not bad. I thought it was pretty good. Um, no, but then, but then, Mark... It got world fucking class. Yeah, Flair comes in and he's he's on fire, and he he's on fire. Yeah, he wants the NWO to listen. He puts over Jarrett. He said, "We don't cry about it in our sport. We just keep on keeping on." He tips his hat to the NWO and he says, "WCW and the Horsemen have slacked a little bit. The Giants in the crowd at this point, but he says he'll be in Jarrett's corner." And it's just a masterclass from Flair, and it was pretty decent from Jarrett as well. And I thought. 
I just thought it was the best promo we've seen in since anything Arn's done. Basically. Yeah, I like that bit where he's saying that like they played the game dirtier than the horseman, which is, you know, that yeah. was a good line. It was really a good line. I thought it was genuinely a, a, a very solid after-match promo from both sure, guys. Apart from the yeah. strut. Yeah, the strutting stuff was garbage. and That's the silly stuff of Flair, in it? And, and, the, and the Jarrett thing's a bit crap as well. But corking a couple of promos, I thought. But then um, we come back from the break and it's the second hour. They get, it, they right. get it right. <laughs> that is, um, they got it bang on for, for, for starters, which is very rare. It's it's oddly unsettling, Mark. I don't I know. know what to do when they get it right. I've got nothing <laughs> to say. <laughs> Bischoff's there, and the first thing he's going on about is macho man. He can't stop shut. He just can't show up about it, can he? No, he loves um, it a bit, doesn't he? <laughs> saying that he's not seen macho man in the building all night, and you know he needs to figure out what's going on. He needs to talk to him. I need to apologise. Well, shut up, you fucking dick. He's embarrassing. He really is. <laughs> and then comes um, we get uh, the the first match of the second hour. It's a uh, roadblock, and who in the hell is this fucker? The starters. I just put fuck me. What is this? <laughs> I, I, I hope he reads the fine print in his contract. <laughs> he looked look like a fucking traffic cone. He looked fucking outrageous. Didn't in he? fact, he look he looks like tugboat Fred Ottman. Yeah. I thought it was him at first. That's who I, I thought it was initially, but then... I have no idea. <laughs> you know, when we were on about... A wig oh, as well. You know, when Bishop always goes on about he wanted real storylines, and then he's got people like Roadblock yeah. coming out. <laughs> Carrying an actual Roadblock with him. <laughs> Fucking hell. Ridiculous. Um, but he's did going did up he have him. a wig on, or was it just me? He looked That's like a syrup. Really poor... Coloured hair, I think. I think he just. Oh, it's awful. I don't know. It was pretty bad, wasn't it? He's coming up against uh, Lex Luger. Big old pot for Luger. Not uh, quite. And really. Flames. Not quite. He at least he deserves promo uh, pyro. To be fair, he's bloody. Does he? Well, he's main event, isn't he? He's more yeah, of. But main Wood, Wood Burn. Wood Burn's quite easily, Mark. <laughs> he's got a nice varnish on him. <laughs> Um, Creosote Lex crowd, Crowd's ravenous for Luger to be fair So ravenous they can barely see <laughs> I mean he's just he's just, had, he's just had a shepherd's pie but it'll certainly take two of them <laughs> um, Luger starts it off hot as he tends to do you know, Big shots in the corner Clotheslines eventually gets the big Big guy out of the ring But then sort of Roadblock pulls him outside and both using posts and steps and stuff like that. Then we get with the old inset promos from Arn, which I thought was pretty good. <laughs> pretty damn good. He he's some of the highlights he said that stuff that he, he the stuff that Lex do does is impressive and his strength and all that. He said, but he ain't doing it to Arn Anderson. And yeah. and Arn Anderson is never gonna uh, ne- never gonna let him do it to him. And he, he said that he's heard Lex quit before and he said that he's gonna hear it again. Is it an I quit match? Because they're mentioning that a lot. I have no idea. It's never been mentioned, though, has it? It's never been said specifically it's an I quit match. Yeah, I'm just expecting it to be one of them where it just pops up, special I quit grudge match, you know, like they tend to do. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it's nice <clears throat> It's nice of Arn to hark back to the war games and, and mm. Luger being the one to take the fall. Uh, I just, it's, what, what more can you say about him? In yeah. about 20 seconds, he smashes it. Yeah, he's just world-class, isn't he? They were saying on commentary that Luger's promised he's going to get the torture rack on Arn this weekend coming up. 
Well, <laughs> Roblox sort of tries to dominate with his power, but doesn't really get anything going. Luger fires himself up, hits that, hits a power slam. Crowd's loving it. To be fair, <laughs> you know what we think about Luger? He's not great, is he? But the crowd fucking loves the geezer. It's mental. Yeah, I'll never understand it as long as I've got a <laughs> hole in my ass. So this big fucker, he must be 300, 400 pounds or whatever he is. I'm not sure, you know, how much he weighed, but he's a big guy. He goes for the rack, he drops him. He goes for it again, drops him. Drops I, don't know him. Was, I don't know if this was him just dropping him or suspense because it kind of worked either way. I think he's a moron like the giant with Savage. <laughs> Probably. Um, at least he can get away with it because it's just some random gut job geezer. But he gets him up for the third time for an absolutely monstrous pop. Absolutely monstrous. And I'm sorry to do it, John, but it's the Tarrant pop of the week. It goes to Lex Luger for getting this big fucker up for the tar- torture rack. The crowd was absolutely losing the shit. The guy gets outrageous reactions. He really does. I don't think Roadblock quit, though. I just thought it was more Luger can't hold it much longer. <laughs> Probably. Who gives, they don't give a shit, do they? And this was shit. It wasn't great. It wasn't great at all. Mm. I mean, this is weird because it's not like it's not like arms like four hundred pounds, is it? Do you know what I mean? Like no, but they're putting over that his ribs are better and and all this shit. It's like mm. I can, I can rack this 100% big percent again. And, oh, yeah. yeah. So you better watch out. <laughs> uh, yeah, it wasn't great, but it, again, you got you've got to give sort of give credit to Luger for his reactions. And I've never understand it. That's just the way it is. I'm afraid the crowd's into him. Get the NWO t-shirt ad again in large XL and giant size. Buy the yeah. shirt! <laughs> then we get the fucking Tony the Tiger bit again. He's in Phoenix. Who gives a shit? Why Why do they do that? It's so odd. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't give a monkeys about him. He's an absolute tool and his cereal's turd. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then we get... Um, the match is, I was quite excited for when I saw it being sort of announced that there and then. American males, American males, American males. <laughs> They're back and cheesier yeah. than ever. I know. <clears throat> we haven't seen him for a little while, have we? I think Scotty Riggs has been injured. <clears throat> My yeah, it was, was it after that. Um, <coughs> was it after the, the Disney thing where they, we sort of didn't see him for ages? Do you know what it might have been? But that was in like July. Yeah, so it's quite a while. So it's uh, American Males versus the Hallam Heat in what I thought was a tag titles match. Um, Oh, it's a non-title again? Initially, they made out like it was a tag titles match, but then they said it was non-title again, so it was a bit confusing. Decent reaction for the males. Crowd's, you know, nice. probably nice to see them. They haven't seen them in a while. Harlem Heat coming out in the quintessential gear. Here's the the boys. The tune's playing. The oozing charisma. Pyro the Monty. Yeah, they fucking. This was possibly the best entrance yet. They look it like it was last week, and now it's better. It's up. Yeah. It. it's like Shivani, isn't it? It's the greatest entrance of our sport. But mm. <laughs> well, this is they, legitimate. Yeah, they're just fucking outrageously good. They just look mint, don't they? I, w- I just wish they didn't have the two managers or just Sherry. I wish they didn't have Parker just sort of ruining it a bit in the background. Yeah, because it just leaves it just leaves a sour taste in my mouth with Parker because he's clearly supposed to be a plantation owner. Yeah. And if you know anything about American history, that's not a good thing with no, two black no. guys. It would work it's really it? weird. Sherry, I think. I don't even need. I, mean, I love Sherry. I think Sherry's an absolute gold standard of like valet. But yeah. I don't even know if she they need 
Her? No, they probably really? don't, do they? But if they're going to have anyone, I'd rather just have her. Oh, definitely, because they're coming for you. Yeah. <laughs> so they get they both get in the ring, and Nicky Patrick, he, he can't even lift the tag titles belt. His neck's hurting so much. <laughs> That's why I was confused, because why if it's not a title match, why is he lifting the belt up? Because he's just showing them that they're champions, I think. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. What do you reckon to this bad boy, then? Old Stevie boy in rigs start it. His clubs and punches, chokes, big boot, catches rigs, slams him down. Fucking Bischoff still going on about Savage. He can't stop, can Never he? Never shuts up. He's, he's, do you know what? He's getting annoying on Hogan levels of never shutting the fuck up. Yeah. The males take over as a double back elbow. Booker's in. Do that hip toss sort of reversal spot and sends Booker out. It's a back drop and a drop kick, and then we go into a break. As we come back, there's a lariat by Buff Bagwell. Not called Buff yet, but, you know. <laughs> Hall and Nash are in the crowd with them fucking nose plasters on, which made me laugh my bollocks that, off. That popped me big time, that. That was hilarious. I, I thought it was genius. But again, no one's paying him any fucking attention, so it's like... Yeah, pointless trying to intimidate. He has done it. It's pointless. Yeah, falls on plastered noses. (laughs) There's a guillotine leg drop by Booker over Stevie's knee, which I thought was a lovely little spot. Mm. Stevie hits a stiff lariat. Bobby is now starting to sympathise with Patrick, and he's like, "I can't. can't, What what courage! I can't believe he's in there with that neck." (laughs) (laughs) Flying forearm, a la Shawn Michaels by Bagwell. Booker's off the top into a Bagwell drop kick. Whoever does it, love that spot. Yeah. Tag to Rick to literally no pop. Yeah. And he's the clean-up guy. It's a back drop, double drop kick to Stevie. Parker's up on the apron. He's dropped by Riggs and runs into an absolute beaut of a sidekick by Booker. Stevie covers for a disputed three, even though Patrick saw that Booker kicked him when he wasn't the legal man. So he's all right. Clear it up in the replay, don't they? Yeah, yeah, he got free, but probably shouldn't have. It wasn't the best. It was a lot. There's a lot of distractions and breaks and cutting yeah. to the crowd and all that shit. And sometimes it just takes away from what could be decent matches. I get yeah, why they do it, but yeah. there's not. Do you know? Do you know? I find you know with the feuds that are ongoing, there's not enough interactions with the the people in the feuds. No, because it's all fucking NWO. But even just like the the the. I know we quite like the Dean Ray subtleties and stuff like that, but I'd like to have seen him have some sign, maybe a run-in or something or distraction, just to sh- just so everyone in the crowd knows that, that that's still ongoing. Yeah, I mean, like the Nasty Boys, no no fanfare, running and just battered yeah. the Harlem Heat. That was that was a great little thing. And Anne the other week with the chair, you yeah. know, just you don't need to go mad on it. It doesn't have to be complicated. It just, you know, or just something. Just a- <laughs> quick 30 second promo in ring because it's not like the crowd can hear D Malenko saying into the camera you know Ray I'm coming for my title and all this like they can't hear that we watching it on the telly or at the time fair enough we can hear it but they didn't in ring promos weren't really a thing then it was only the fucking NWO who got them didn't really cater for the in ring in the sort of the audience did they in the in the arena I find which was well they never they never do that's why everything was fucking backstage for a bit (laughs) yeah that's true <laughs> so um, uh, after that, though, we get another tag match. The Fantastics, who I've I've um, I've got a name for them. I, I don't imagine we'll be seeing them very often or at all after this. But I'm calling them the uh, the mulleted maestros. 
Um, I like it. <laughs> I've put, I've put, I've put. They look like the Chippendales with serious illnesses. <laughs> Any idea who these geezers are? Yeah, of course I do. You don't know the yeah. Fantastics. <laughs> I have no idea who they are. Bobby, Bobby Fulton, and Tommy Rogers. They're a staple of. They were a staple of a uh, Crockett and WCW and various other territories. Great match of the Midnight Classic Babyface team, but they genuinely really don't realise that they need to update their gear. <laughs> it's not 1986 anymore. <laughs> it's just like the rock and roll, though, isn't it? They look ridiculous at, the, at this point. I mean, yeah, but it's not as bad as the fucking Fantastics. <laughs> that worked in, like, 1980s, like, with the fucking fabulous ones and stuff like that. And ah, fucking Jimmy Hart's back with the face of fear, for fuck's yeah. sake. It was so good and then, that he wasn't there last week. Oh, it was great. And then Bobby goes a bit full-on racist, yeah, he's, he which took really page, let me down. Took a page out of the old Larry Zabisco book, didn't he? It was, it yeah. was arguably worse. Said they were cannibals and they jumped from tree to tree. That I was, was I was that. massively disappointed in I was cringing Bobby at that when he said that. I was like, ah, really? So Meng no-sells Bobby Fulton's offence and choke throws him into the corner, just grips him by the throat and launches him. It was lovely. And then he just chops the absolute fuck out of him. <laughs> Stiff as stiff as Flair's dick after Mount Everest, it was. <laughs> <laughs> and then fucking Bischoff again teases footage of Hogan that will explain shit to Savage. Who gives a flying fuck? He had, he, had he, <laughs> he had a shout out for Kevin Green as well. Another one. Oh, he's he's another fucking drainer. That just is pointless. <laughs> There's two drop kicks by Fulton. Barely moves Meng. <laughs> Sunset flip and no joy. So Tommy Rogers has to come in to help with a clothesline because Meng's just not playing ball, which <laughs> tickled me. You get a dro- double drop kick and he's down to one knee only. <laughs> just totally sell anything, do they? <laughs> <laughs> well, would you if you knew if you're Meng and you know who you are? No, you just think don't be silly. These little <laughs> flies buzzing around me, I'll just swat them away. <laughs> and then Meng. This is this is my spot of the night if it was such a thing. Meng sort of one arm backdrops him and Barb catches him into a fucking power bomb. It was that amazing. Was, that was superb, that. That was really good. I was like Steiner levels or something like that, wasn't it? It was really good. It, it was fucking the power on these two fuckers is unreal. There's a brutal, brutal backbreaker by Barbarian. That was and he just that was nasty, that. That was super yeah. nasty. <laughs> and then and then he picks Tommy Bobby Fulton up into what he thought was a running power slam, but no, he just like rags him into the turnbuckle upside down back first. <laughs> Meng's in. There's a back suplex. There's kicks. He knocks Rogers off the apron. Spike pile driver and the co- cover is broken. And then there's double diving headbutts. The cover's broken again. And I'm thinking, yeah, the cover's broken, so he's not kicked out of it, but that should have just been it. Should have been the really. Yeah. Eric alludes to something big and the NWO should worry because apparently Sting's in the building and it's not what you think, mm. apparently. As stiff as fuck elbow by Meng, like really fucking stiff. Fulton gets a wheel kick, hope spot, uh, so a tag to no fucking pot whatsoever at all as, as the rigs won. Rogers starts peppering Barb. He gets a boot, a missile drop kick, double backdrop and uh, double missile drop kicks for two. Mm. 
Rogers off the top and he's caught by Barb and then Meng just boots him in the head for free. <laughs> I, like that, I like that finish. I didn't like the fucking weird the partner just sort of standing over watching it though. That was a bit that was a bit lame, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean I could watch face to face with a with a small guy tag team and just maul <laughs> them all day long. It is quite funny just watching them take liberties, isn't it? <laughs> but I don't think they are. I think they're just stiff. And I think you know if you're going in with them two, you know what you're going to get. It's like a friendly street fight, isn't it? It's like, yeah. you know, I, I, I can imagine they're all having a beer afterwards. I did think it was decent, but I think it should have ended at the pile driver. But that power bomb spot was just... That would have been good. That would have been the finish, wouldn't it? That should have been the finish. That that was. It should. It should have been. Yeah. To be fair, they do pop out a pile driver mid match a lot. The face of fear, which is quite annoying. I like the finish though. I like that sort of just boom, just booting him in the head. I thought that was quite cool. Like just really like. I've had enough of you. Just fuck off. Just one of them. <laughs> well, you did that last week with the, and you didn't like it when he did yeah, the slingshot and he booted him right in the head. I didn't like it then. It didn't work for me. The way he did it this oh, time was it. better. This time it was better. So the, then we're told uh, Sting's not here, but NWO Sting is apparently wonderful. <coughs> oh, but, but there's a surprise. And then he shows the fucking Liz tape again and rambles about Savage again. Every every other segment, wasn't it? <laughs> every other any opportunity you get, someone goes, What was that? Did you say Savage? No, I said uh, Saddlewood. <laughs> well, Savage Savage needs to, you know, get a new game and stop letting yeah, <laughs> sorry to the Poffos. And they say he may have pushed the final button on Savage. And then we get what turns out to be our main event match. <laughs> Jerry Lynn in a mask versus the Snide Sting. He's fucking he gets a... joking, he, the snide sting. <laughs> yeah, but he gets a pop because they all think it's fucking wooden top sting. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the full it's the full sting music, doesn't it? He? He's got the full sting gear on. It's everything. And <laughs> NWO through the crowd, there's no Hogan, no. It's it's basically a sting style squash. The match is irrelevant, really. It's uh it's not about sp- the match, uh, is it? Stinger Splash, Scorpion Deathlock. Then Wooden Goff Sting is here. <laughs> <laughs> He's not quite got the look perfected yet, has he? <laughs> no. Black trench coat and white face paint. He looks like he looks like a mime that's about to do a high school massacre. <laughs> and even shit hair. He comes down and he he gives um he gives the bogus sting and like the scorpion death drop. And the end of you are just not doing anything to stop it. They're meant to be like, do you know what I mean? He's meant to be their boy and they're just sort of just watching. Business. <laughs> he's got him in the death lock and then they eventually come in Dibiase grabs a mic and he says welcome the real stinger and, and the NWO want to give you a warm welcome and all this no he's with him he is with him no you know, way sting, the NWO would like to give you a warm welcome too we'd like to welcome no. you aboard see we could we could use a man like you no whether you realize it or not, or whether WCW realizes it or not, the NWO is taking over. What's that that is a fact. You understand? He's That's not wearing fact, NWO. He's not wearing we your colors. He's not wearing that NWO. Look at There's the face. There's nothing anybody can do about it. Look at his You eyes. see, if you join us, it's not like going to work for any other company. No, What's once thing? you join us, then you're like family. 
You got something to say to Sting, big man? Stinger, if I may quote my most favorite American poet, Jim Morrison. I think it's time you break on through to the other side. Don't do it. I got a couple of questions. I got a couple of questions for Sting. You've been carrying the WCW banner for nine years and doing a great job. What do you got to show for it? We bring him out a bogus imposter, and nobody knows about that better than us. Because we knew Please. it would get to you. WCW tells you to stick it. We want you to know we're taking over, and with you, there's no stopping us. You jump in W.O., you're in W.O. for life. Come on, Stinger. Come on, Stinger. He's gone. Come on. They brought the devil out of him. He reached down. That right there is your cheap imitation. You get what you pay for, don't you? The real sting may or may not be in your price range. But the only thing that's for sure about sting is nothing's for sure. What does that mean? He's a free agent. What does it mean? What's he doing? Nash says some, like he says some song lyrics. I couldn't think of, is it the Joker, the song? Um, no, um he tries. Nash tries to persuade him to join with a Dawes reference. That's uh, it. Break on, break on through to the other side because he yeah. said something like from uh, my favorite American poet Jim Morrison. Paul <laughs> so. says, um, "Paul then says that uh, Sting did a great job as the face of WCW, and and they want them want them on board because if he's like, if he's with them, there'll be no stopping them." He says, "Can I ask a couple of questions?" And he says, uh, "What have you got to show for carrying this?" Uh, promotion for nine years, an imposter. That's it. Mm. He'll, he only ask one question. <laughs> and I think Sting does. Sting grab the mic after that, and he he, he does, says, and he says it was shit. He said it's a cheap invitation, but you get what you pay for. He doesn't know if he's in their price range or not. Mm. Leaves a little bit of doubt, was if whether his where his allegiances lie. Yeah, but his go home line's already sh- always shit. Like he's like end end point. He can never sort of wrap it up. He always he went. The only sure thing about Sting is nothing's for sure. And dropped the mic and then walked off. And That's it's his like classic though, isn't it? Isn't that his oh, classic sh- line? Yeah, but it's shit. <laughs> I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't think it was that bad. It was, but it was really it. odd. There's no oomph to him at all. It was it was bland. It's wooden. It's <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There's, do you know what I mean? If you're going to be in this this dark character, you need a bit of sinister. He just did the you know, same voice, didn't he? That he, he normally. Yeah. yeah, that's that's fair enough. That's a good point. There was no oomph to it at all, and for me, I'm just going. Oh, all right, see you later, mate. We don't hear him talk till January 1998. Now, I'm so fucking thankful. Do we actually? Is that genuine or? Apparently so. <laughs> I mean, it could. It, I thought it could have been really good. This. And I mean, I guess there's ambiguity. 
to it, keeps the intrigue going, but he's just so fucking bland. There was a bit of intrigue about it, and there was like, oh my god, he's got a new look. He looks. I I didn't mind it as much as as possibly you. (laughs) It's one of them. It was more. It could have been really good, and he just shat on it. (laughs) Possibly. Yeah, so we move on, and then we we were supposedly supposed to be getting Benoit versus Savage, which could have been pretty damn good. But um, yeah, but Benoit still comes out, and the mullet's yeah. fucking horrific. Benoit, no, no, uh, no, Mongo or Deborah. So you sort of That's knew it wasn't right. Yeah, they could be asked. Like, what's the point? Yeah, no point was coming out, is there? Um, and old Savage comes out, and he's dressed like fucking Kenny Rogers at a funeral. <laughs> fucking big bearded man in black. It was weird. <laughs> But then uh, Bischoff cuts him off again on the aisle. Bischoff just comes out of nowhere. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Fucking. All right, we get it, Bischoff. You're sorry, son. Let's fucking leave it, shall we? And he's just like, he he said, I've got something else to show you. I've got, I've got, I've got something else to show you that's going to prove my point. So they've wheeled out Hogan's porno. Wheeled out the TV, you know, the school TV again. Got the got the the VHS taping, and um, oh. Hogan's on the set of Free Ninjas, the, uh, the the critically acclaimed movie, and he's in an outrageously awful outfit. With like, he looks like a rapist superhero, doesn't he? <laughs> with like, he must have a wig on because he's got like a slick back hair. Even yeah. that looks bad. Even that looks bad. <laughs> this was just awful. This little package on it. Does he not look really skinny though? Hogan, Hogan, yeah, he does. Yeah. Yeah. You can tell he's off the off the juice, can't you? <laughs> oh god, yeah. He, he's he's dropped massively in size, isn't he? Even like yeah. the entire way we've seen him, he doesn't look anywhere. He looks like half the size of what he did in yeah. his sort of WWF day. Yeah, but he looked like a sausage bursting at the seams. <laughs> Hot dog um, man. He makes yeah. giant the director. Yeah, that bit was fucking. What the fuck's this about? He's, he's great, absolutely great fucking director. It was so bad, wasn't it? Shite. And Lizzie's there, and he's she's told to make Savage believe she loves him. Again, creepy as fuck. Hogan bins her off to his trailer, which makes it even more rapey, because it's like, oh, we'll go to the trailer where no one can disturb us. Did he say he ra- Yeah. Fucking rapey Hogan says he'll give her acting lessons, which is the creepiest, even though it's just a normal, I'll give you acting lessons. You know, you, you can say that normally, not Hogan. He sounds like I'm going to give you acting lessons so you can be in like Liz Does Dallas or something. <laughs> and so once, go on, what sorry. Holly, what Hollywood wants, he's going to get. Yeah. Oh, and she'll only think of him after he's finished with her. She was just begging for him to leave him alone. I don't know if that was sincere or not. I, just, I know they're probably but, quite. I know they're probably quite friendly, actually, aren't they? With, with but I don't know. Yeah, but it's still weird. Uh, I just put, what the fuck is this? I can't use this in the podcast. This is utter turd. It goes on for about 17 <laughs> it minutes. Like, it was like, it was back to the, it was back to like the, the, the quick cuts and stuff, but it just didn't work without Nash and Hall, did it? It was, it, it was just lame Hogan and, and the giant piping in with a few bits. Um, he was even talking in his normal voice and it sounded shit. Yeah. He wasn't even doing animated, like brother, brother, brother. It was just like, just no like substance to it or anything, was there? It didn't do any, it didn't further anything. It and the fact that there's supposed to be this cool heel team and he's in a movie called The Three Ninjas dressed like an absolute fucking penis, fucking rape, fucking nonce, right? <laughs> he's, he just looks state of him. He looks awful, did he? He really did. And he just uh, makes it go, oh, this is shit. Oh, yeah, it's really lame. 
because the leader is an absolute dweeb. <laughs> Bischoff comes back and he's like, oh, I, I've got a feeling Hogan's trying to push your buttons. I was just like, oh, well done, Eric. We should just figure that one out, son. <laughs> well done, Eric. <laughs> and, and and Macho, he sort of has no words again. And then Bischoff, he, he can't stop saying sorry to me, but I, I put sorry to, to Benoit for this match not going ahead and all this. Eventually, However, Macho comes back. And cuts a world-class promo. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. It was really good. Go on, talk us through it. I've never seen him like this. Bill, I've got something to say. Just occurred to me how fragile friendships and relationships can be. And you, Eric Bischoff, you and I both know how fragile business can be. Even marriage is fragile. But Hulk Hogan Life is fragile. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He says relationships are fragile. (laughs) Business is fragile. (laughs) Marriage is fragile. But Hulk Hogan, life is fragile. (laughs) He means fucking business. He means business and salvage something completely woeful. Yeah, what you know the way Bischoff reacted to him saying that, like that line where he's saying that life's fragile. Were they sort of? Was it like believing that he's going to go and kill him? No, he's like he's going to kill Hogan. Oh, is that what it was? Sorry, I I didn't quite clock on if it was that or he was sort of saying that he was like having thoughts of himself or whatever. Well, it it might have been actually because he's dressed in you know an outfit that I'm assuming reflects his mood. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Great weather for black leather. (laughs) Um, but yeah, like you said, it was it was five ten minutes of Hogan just being a complete prick, and then Macho sort of just pulled it back with a with a decent little few lines, nothing crazy or anything like that. But he he he, 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 he got he got what he needed to say in 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 thirty seconds. It was it was pretty good. Uh, but that brings us to the end of the show. What did you think of it as a whole? I think it's the Nitro pattern, woeful Hogan segment. <laughs> Flair and Savage are usually fantastic. Some yeah. great matches from your usual suspects. Yeah. And you know, it's it's just this is this is the pattern that I we're was, we're getting accustomed to, you know. I thought it was an alright show. We've seen we've uh, you know, top to bottom, apart from that Hogan bit was crap. That was just a really damp sort of way to end the show. Other than that, I thought there's some good matches on it. A couple of feuds were fervoured with the whole Luger and Arn thing. Nicky Patrick thing was good. A couple of good, couple of good opening matches. You know that the, um, you know, it wasn't the worst show. We've seen a hell of a lot worse than that for, for sure. Um, I think the good stuff at the moment is outweighing the lame shit. Yeah. Now I'm hoping so. it 
carries on like that, but I, I don't know because when the NWO become even more prominent, you're That's thinking all right. oh, the good stuff's going to get put to the wayside, and then everything's going to be like bubbling under little tiny little bits of stuff like the Jericho Malenko thing and blah blah blah. Yeah. You, know, you you know of at the moment, yeah. But um, we'll go to our um, our post show awards. Um, what you think of the match of the night? It has to be. Old Dini Malenko and James Graffiti. Yeah, it's got to be on it. It was a good match, that. A really good match. I really enjoyed that. What about your MVP? Do you know what? I'm going to have to give it to Nick Patrick again. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I thought he was brilliant again. That promo he was brilliant. Was I, and 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 you're gonna you're gonna hate me for this. I thought Jeff Jarrett's promo was really good, so I give him a bit of credit. Um, yeah, Jarrett. <laughs> and Matt and uh, yeah, I think I'd probably give it to to Nicky Patrick just because he's he's one of the funniest things on the show. He just makes me laugh. I'm I'm going to deviate from Patrick this week. I'm going to give it a, a a joint award because I think Flair and Savage cut two absolute world class promos and just showed that they're you know yeah. a lot better than fucking Hogan and they're the sort of linchpins along with Arn Anderson. I'd say. Yeah, fair enough. Disco Duggan Hart. Well, it was going to be wooden top two until Hogan turned up in his uh, rapist superhero outfit and his wig. Yeah. And it's it's got to be Hogan. That threatened to make the show an absolute bust, didn't it? That that whole package. Completely. The, 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 only thing, the only thing that saved it was Savage pulling out a corker at the end. If that was the way you ended the show, it would have been flat as fuck. But Savage fired back. That was the only good thing. But... Hogan was lame as fuck. He he was barely on it, but he just he's stinky. He's just he's he just everywhere. sucks. He sucks so much today. And can you see the parallels to 2022 AEW? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can. You know what I mean? Jericho stinks all over it, and the and the good people are sporadic in, and even but now it's gotten worse because even the good stuff doesn't outweigh the bad stuff anymore. No, that's why I stopped watching it. <laughs> me too. Um, and then finally, Barn at the Night. For me, it's got to go to the newly crowned uh, mulleted maestros. Um, they're, they're, as a team, when you've got two dirty mullets like that, that's uh, that's about as bad as it gets, I'm afraid. It is pretty damn bad. But <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I have, to give it, I have to give it to Mr. Contract Roadblock and his wig-like locks. <laughs> <laughs> Just to reiterate, his contract has been terminated. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Well, that brings us to the end of another Nitro. Um, in the bag in the box. And as a go home show, it could have been worse, but I think it could have been a hell of a lot better. It was better. I think it was better than the last go home show we had because that was a bit of a damp squib, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. But I'm hoping Halloween Havoc doesn't. There's some good stuff on there, isn't there? Let's yeah. be honest. On paper, it looks like sort of 60% decent. Yeah. Hogan Savage, I'm really worried about. You never know, you never know with that. You could you could get a bit, bit of decent out of Hogan. Probably not, though, because there's going to be some fuckery going on in there. Jarrett versus the Giant. Not looking That's forward to that. Poor, that. That's going to be really poor. I'm looking forward to Eddie DDP. I'm looking forward to Dean and Ray. I'm looking forward to... I look forward to Luger and Arn. Luger and Arn could be interesting if Luger just, you know, listens and learns. 
<laughs> Nash Nash Hall versus the Harlem Heat could be could be good. It's it an interesting one. Still be heel, isn't it? Yeah, it, it could be very good too. So <laughs> it could be, it could be. But uh, I'm actually looking forward to watching the show just to see what it's like. Uh, Halloween Havoc was one of their sort of main ones, wasn't it? So they, I think they tend yeah. to sort of pull it out, try and pull it out of the bag with that one. So we'll have to see. But yeah, we don't we're not going to end it there, are we? Of course not. <laughs> we have put it down to normal size. Normal normal service has been resumed. <laughs> it's that time of the week again. It's coming to an end. The wheels are wobbling. <laughs> it's eight out of ten cunts. <laughs> oh, Kenny Omega, we're going to try and pro- prove him wrong by seeing if Mark would hire more than two of these people because he said he wouldn't hire eight out of ten of them. So your first one is Ortiz. Yeah, that's an interesting one because he um, he used he did a tag team with Santana and I was a big fan of them, Santana Ortiz. But from what I gather, they've had a really bad, bad fallout. Have they? Have they? Yeah, so I'm not sure. Not legitimate? Uh, yeah, apparently, yeah. Don't speak anymore. Completely. That was Jericho. Probably. Probably was. Um, trying to draw some sort of, put something between them, I don't know. I I'll like make your money, Tony. I like Ortiz, but I think Santana's the quote-unquote Michaels, you know, the, the breakout of him. Probably, if they're not going to be in a tag team, I don't really see much use for him, so I'd have to say no with him. Okay. Your next one is up next, mate. The work Jordy himself, Pac. Yeah. See, that the way, the way, the, he's another man who's been booked so strangely on A to Fury. Like, yeah. we spoke about it. It's so random, just two Lucha guys being stuck with some random Geordie. It just, the death triangle. It's so random. It's so weird. It's so AEW. Just, like, just chucking loads of people together. I quite like Pac. I think he's got a good look, and you could do some good stuff with him, to be fair, so I'd have to say, yeah. Okay. This is a guy I'm not 100% on. Parker Boudreaux? That's the, uh, the the Brock Lesnar lookalike, isn't it? Oh, is it? Yeah, he was in NXT for a bit, I think. From all accounts, he looks a bit shit, so I'd have to say no. Fair enough. Your mate, Paul White. <laughs> so is that is that backstage or is that in ring? Well, it's up to you. <laughs> um, just because I hate watching him on a weekly basis now, um, I'm afraid Paul White is going to get the boot, the big boot, if you will. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> next one. Pensa insert gimmick here. <laughs> <laughs> he's so strange, him, isn't he? Do you remember when he was coming out with the with the Penta Obscuro and his little mate was in like the druid outfit? That was dreadful. That Alex Abrahantes. Yeah, see, I quite like that Alex Abrahantes. He's quite cool. Uh, he's quite a good little smarmy manager. <sighs> Penta's he's an odd one because I think I've seen him have good matches. Where I've seen him have a good match with Omega a couple of times. Which is odd because I don't like giving credit for a maker. Um, I I probably have him on the team. Sorry to disappoint you with that one. Oh, you you know, you disappoint me regularly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm only messing. Uh, A guy I have no idea who this is, Peter Avalon. No, he's the weird long with a little tash. He's a weird little fucker. He's a a no, definitely. 
The weird one with the weird little tash. He's like he does like a librarian gimmick, I think. Oh, is that is that him? Right, yeah, you know. He's proper shit him. Okay, next one. I'm pretty sure this is a yes. Powerhouse Hobbs. Yeah. Big time potential. Great look. Decent in the ring as well. And CM Punk had a lot of a uh, lot of good things to say about him, so you know he's good. Next one, a guy I have no idea of, and his name annoys me, so just on that, he can fuck off. He's called he's called Preston Vance, but it's spelled P-R-E-S, the number 10. Oh, right. Vance. That's the one, he's in the Dark Order, I think. Oh, well, he can fuck off. Yeah, not interested. After that, QT Marshall, Marshall, whichever you want to call it. See, he's got, he hasn't got much value in ring. But he, he's not. He's not a. He's not the worst promo ever. He's the trainer, though. Fucking hell. Yeah, he's the trainer. That's the thing. Yeah, he's one of them. He, he could take him or leave him. I think he'd probably just say no because he's he's not really adding much value. I don't think. Okay, last one this week. You've had his brother, Ray Phoenix, Ray Von. <laughs> yeah, why not? I mean, if you could have one of them, you might as well have them both, I suppose. I wouldn't have either. I'll be honest. Let's be honest. <laughs> I didn't think so. You, you would have Pack, Penta, Powerhouse, and Phoenix. You've got four out of ten cunts. I would have Ortiz. Yeah, I'd have Ortiz, Pack, and Powerhouse. So three out of ten cunts. So regardless, yeah. wrong See, again. I'd have had Ortiz all day, but that whole thing where it's like I don't see him having a singles career, so it's like I don't. You know what I mean? I mean, you need you need people to put people over, so I'll just I'll use yeah, that. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Yeah. Well, that's it. Eight week, eighth week on the nope. We did a two last week. Ninth week on the trot. Well, no, actually, eight eight weeks. You've been wrong. One week you were right. Yeah. <laughs> it's and pretty that, good. That record, though. Shook us to our very core. <laughs> However, we're nearly at the end. We're on the hours. Fuck's sake, we've literally done 100 people. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a massive roster. insane. <laughs> I don't understand. Does he just, does he just have people come up to him? Tony can have a job. Yeah, go on then. Pretty much, it's from what I can gather. Pretty much. Or, or the books come and go, oh, have you seen me, mate? He's had three matches, you know, on a trampoline. So we, yeah, get him in. Give him 100 grand. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, that's us done. Next week it will be Halloween Havoc 1996. Will it live up to the standard set by Fall Brawl? Yeah, that's or will that, it live and beat him, won't it? That because it's decent pay exactly. Or will it live up to the standard of Hog Wild <laughs> or Uncensored? <laughs> or oh fucking hell, it can't be as bad as Uncensored. No, it can't be. It can't there's be enough, as racist as Hog on Wild. It. There's enough good people on it for it to no way near be as bad as them, surely. I'd probably say Hogwild was worse than Uncensored, just for the simple fact that the crowd was a lot better at Uncensored. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Anyway, if you'd like to interact with us, we are on Twitter at AdjectivePod. You know where to find us. We are on Spotify, Podbean, Amazon. Nice five-star review on uh, Spotify is uh, always welcome. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else? If you've got any questions, you want to tweet, us, DM us, like us, retweet us, any old, any of that old shite. Go for it. We appreciate it all. We are we are on the road to four hundred downloads at the moment, which is which is massive because last week it was two fifty. Yeah, fucking insane. So we really do appreciate 
all the support we're getting from everyone. One Man's Meat podcast, um, SJP Media, you know, Dan Not Daniel especially, loves it. <laughs> Thank you to everybody that's that's supporting us and hopefully you will carry on doing things you like and you'll carry on listening to us. Yeah. But um, before I start crying, it's <laughs> I can do the fucking Oscar speech. Um, I will ask if there's any further business, my good friend. No, nothing else to report. Well, on that note, I'm going to have to say it. Take you later. See you later. The preceding podcast gimmick that was paid for by Look at the Addict.